Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side, three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Tuesday, September 11th edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from comments. we got Doc Holliday's presser from earlier this afternoon. He's getting set for South Carolina. Plus, I've got a conversation with Marshall linebacker Chase Hancock. You're not going to hear that anywhere else. You might read a little bit about tomorrow in the Herald-Dispatch. Grant Trailer is the only other guy there, so uh, you're going to hear that here first. Plus, if we've got time... I don't think we're going to have it, but if we have time, your phone calls at 877-420-8255. The reason why I don't know if we're going to have time is because I can't take away from the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team who's joining me in studio now, Mitch Jacobs. And he just doesn't just come and hang out for TV. He's a part of the show. He's an integral part of the show it's on Tuesday. because you're my guy. It's because you're my guy. I mean, I come out to hang out with you. You say, hey, put the headphones on. You're doing the show. I'm chatting. You're chatting. Well, you're sports ready, though. You're not just a volleyball coach. You actually follow sports. Well, I think you're, we all are. You're not I mean, myopic. When you're, in, when you're in athletics, you mostly follow sports. You know, I mean, uh, John Mercer could stop by my office and we could end up talking about four different sports, you know, and, and never hit tennis or volleyball even for a second other than say, uh, how's your kids doing? Uh, how's the team doing? How's Cassie Mercer doing down there at Virginia? Things like that. So Mercer's my other go-to guy, by the way. Hey, he's great. I mean, if you knew that, I can just dial him up. Hey, uh, I heard he was quite the hooper. Really? I heard he was quite the basketball okay. player. So good, that must, you know, tennis, basketball must be a good athlete. He'll be on the show coming uh, up in a few weeks. The Steelers are playing the Bengals on October 14th. So um, that rivalry. That's your yearly uh, get-together? Um, well, it's one of them. It's a rivalry okay. between me and him. Um, it's yep, a football. A Pennsylvania dude. It's a football rivalry because uh, I've accepted that um, – the Penguins' rivalry with the Rangers isn't a rivalry until one side wins. That's a good point. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we carry the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates. That's for him. You know, it's like Blackhawks Detroit. Yeah, Detroit didn't think of them as a rival for a while. Blackhawks stopped thinking of Detroit then as a rival for a while, but now they're not even in the same East-West yeah. situation. It's not even hockey. Sort of like Eastern Kentucky and Marshall in football. It was a rivalry once. 25 years later, it's just an interesting game. Right. right. Good buddy of mine, man. His uh, son, tight end, caught a couple good passes on the weekend for EKU, so I can give a shout-out to to Behrman. Jackson Behrman had a couple nice catches. Okay. As long as we win that game, I'll give the shout-out. As long as Marshall wins that game. Heck yeah, I'm not giving any shout-outs to somebody if they do if they knock us off. Speaking of shout-outs, uh, we got to give you the shout-out because uh, you went up to the Bama Bash. Yes. And um, you had a tough one with Alabama and NIU, and then it seems good like— one with Al- Good one with Alabama. Yeah. Alabama's, I think, I think they cracked the top 25 this week, and uh, we were right there, and— you know we've got to right now. You know we've we've got to uh, watch how many swings Sierra DeBell takes right now. So that's been the been kind of our worries. Uh, she's she's probably you know our most prolific outside hitter and uh, already put 32 on the board in one match when we beat Moorhead. Uh, we haven't had 32 on the board since Liz Herman in 2010, and before that it was all Kellyanne Billingy's 30s. So um, the Hall of Famer Kellyanne Billingy. But we, um, 
I, I'll tell you, our, it was at one point against Alabama in the set we win in set three, we had all six freshmen on the floor at the same time. They got a big picture of that. I'm sure that's going to end up being like practically a fat head blow up on their walls in the in the dorm because it was just a really cute moment and how excited they all got at that moment. So uh, we played well. Uh, it, the four set got away from us against Alabama, but one through three were as competitive as can be. It was great. And then NIU and then you defeat Georgia Tech. So Nine and one Georgia Tech. Yeah. And uh, they had already beaten a couple teams that beat us. Um, and I, I, we really just tried to make it clear to our, 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 our girls, you know, just you got to go as hard as you can every point. And you can't decide before the match starts whether you're going to win that one or lose or if you even have a chance or not. And that, that's been a couple of our issues is, you know, we uh, came back down 0-2 against Furman earlier in the year and won that match, and I could just see there was a different energy level going into that match as there was when we took the court against Georgia State that they had already watched video on and seen how athletic Georgia State was. And there was just this huge energy against Georgia State. All of a sudden against Furman, they're looking at this team that's 0-5 or 6 when we actually took the court against them, and they got us down 0-2. And I'm like, wow, they were pretty good against Loyola, guys. We better be up. And they're just looking at this no-win and then we come back. Well, since that loss, Furman hasn't lost. They've ran off five in a row since that since that game. So you could see that they were good. They just played really good teams before. That's why this early season, you know, Georgia Tech was the biggest biggest one. Ohio, another big win. Those are two teams that have played a lot of good competition and have wins. So that's why you can really judge yourself on if you're able to beat a good team by those two wins. So, so you take that now. You're back on the road. You're on the road a lot. Yeah, we have no tournament this year, so that's that's you know no, it's no one's fault but mine. But it's really some some years I like to not have the whole weekend at home. You know, it's just we um, we got to get out, we got to play who we need to play. Uh, I think this year it just turned out one of the weekends that would have been good for teams that were looking uh, was a home football weekend. So it's hard for us to have a tournament when our football team's playing at home. You just staff wise, they need you know it's it's just really hard to do. So we, um, we just went the road trips, and uh, we did have the two home matches, I knew, with Moorhead and Ohio. So that, you know, going in, and then we opened conference a week from Friday. Uh, but right now, Bowling Green Thursday night, old Mac rival. We played them at their place two years ago, and uh, we, we kind of, it was a one-sided win by us. So, um, you know, you got to be nervous on that. You know their yep. coach has got... Little yeah. notes there. Oh, that's up in the locker room, you know. You know, three zero win by Marshall. We hit like three ninety nine. I think it was the highest hitting percentage we had on the whole season in a match. I'm sure that coach has them all knowing, and you know, half their team that were freshmen sophomores. They're, they're still on that team. They know it. They they our kids better better understand that that team is going to bring it. They remember you and whatever shirt you wore. Uh, it was actually a blue checkered. With, okay, with a nice tie. It yeah, was, you know, it's just it was just a, I think a pretty simple evening. <laughs> then bring out the big shirt. I only know that because I watched some video of the team okay. from two years ago playing the match uh, a couple days ago. So that's how I know what what we were wearing. Well, you put a lot of thought into the the, the, the wardrobe selection. Yeah, I mean, you don't put as much as Dan Tony does in the uh, yeah, well, in the blazer and the t shirt, but yeah, I mean, I've just got shirts and uh, and I've some are them. colorful. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like that. You know, we were in. You know, it was going to be warm when it's warm. I do have a few, you know, of the linen pants, the the very airy cotton or silk shirts, whatever, that, that aren't going to make it look like I just have 
crazy sweat stand. I'm I sweat. I'm a sweater. So yeah, you can't can't do the dapper black or anything like that in the Henderson Center this time of year. It'll be a be a rough show. Okay. Mitch Jacobs is with us. Now, he's doing the whole show with us, so that means he's going to be participating and giving us all his hot takes. Or as uh, Dave Walsh said yesterday, Mr. Propaganda. That's his, that's his name for you now, Mr. Propaganda. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I said I try not to read the pop propaganda. Right, but, but that just translated to your Mr. Propaganda too now. Too many syllables for him to forget. I think that might have been it, just – Propaganda. It was just that sticks with him now. He's, well, he he's, he's he a had poet. a long he's night. A he had a long night on Saturday. Remember, he was with me. We were doing the post game late. Okay. Long night. He's probably still ha- has that post game show hangover on Monday. I mean, and then he and then his Sunday got washed out because he couldn't watch the BMW. The oh, BMW got rained right. out, and I'm sure you know, knowing David Walsh, what he wants to do most on Sunday is sit on a in a chair or on a couch and. Do Watch a little golf. golf clap while his guys are, you know, walking the course. Yeah. So we've, we've got the Doc Holiday. Doc has a weekly press conference. I don't know if you knew that. I do. And I do. Uh, He's got a lot of very, uh, when's very the, good quotes when's the, uh, when's the Mitch Jacobs weekly press conference coming? Or is this it? Th- this is, I think this is it. <laughs> this nobody, is it? Nobody but you wants to speak to me, Paul. That's not true. That's not true, is it? I don't know. It's uh, No, I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, censorship – um, no, it's I. You know, we do our work with Jason. Jason yeah. uh, decides we've got a couple really good writers there at, at the school paper, which is great. And then, uh, um, you know, every now and then, Grant Trailer will just give me a buzz once in a while, and I'll feel like a superstar. Oh, well, it's nice to know that the Grant makes us feel special. He does. Grant makes me feel very. I mean, Grant's Grant. You know, Grant's a really good sports writer. You know, you're a really good radio guy. I don't do radio with other guys. Uh, you know, Grant's, true. That's Grant's very the true. guy at the paper. He's really good. David's really good, but he writes. You know, he writes some different types of articles. It's fun to read. Yeah. You know, and then then there's that other guy who writes the uh, column. The columnist. The columnist. <laughs> That's his name. The columnist. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it was his birthday the other day. Oh, happy birthday, columnist. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's on 59 again is what uh, I told him. And, of course, today's a, a pretty important day. Yeah, it is, uh, September know, 11th. So uh, this We're is, actually uh, living in the New York City uh, area, 9-11, because uh, we were coaching at Fairfield at the time. Yeah. So literally it was a pretty weird, you know, to be that close and no planes flying overhead for a few days. That's, that was odd. I was up there a few months after it happened and just saw the uh, – the devastation and where they're trying to clean it up and, yeah. you know, the uh, the sort of impromptu uh, wall of memorial monuments, things like that, and then uh, went to um, the boat ramp where you uh, you take the ferry over to the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty was closed. Ellis Island was open. And uh, one of the spires from the building or it was just sitting in the park. Uh, and they pointed out to us, because um, I was one, on one of those standard tours, those bus tours, and it's like, yeah, people think um, who come here for the first time that this is like a, uh, a statue, a monument. It was like a spire. No, this is actually – this just came fr- – fell here from the, the buildings coming down, oh, and they just man. left it there at the time. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, but because of that, the uh, yeah. Statue of Liberty was closed, but Ellis Island was open, so yeah. got to do that. But still, yeah. yeah I, it's think, a, I think the thing that rang clearest for us, uh, one of our – players at Fairfield who had graduated the year before, uh, married a naval aviator. Uh, his dad worked in the towers. Okay. So just just two days later, we loaded up a van with all the returning players that were close with Jen, and Derek, her, her and Derek had already been married that summer. 
and we went over to New uh, New York, and she still she texted me this morning. We we texted, and she said, uh, "I'll never forget when you brought some of my teammates over because there's there's nothing that made more you know, it just made her feel like you know how loved during this time that they were just they had no who knew yet." They had no, yeah. know, still had no idea. Are we going to hear from him at some point? Is he going to be somebody who survived? Right. He's, so it was, uh, it was, it was just what a time in American history. Yeah. We're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Doc Holliday. Uh, his press conference was earlier this afternoon, getting set for South Carolina if the weather permits. Um, we will find out if uh, they're going to play some football later on. But we've got Doc's uh, presser. He's getting ready for the game as if we are going to see football action on Saturday, and we'll tell you more about it when we continue on this edition of The Drive. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're brought to you by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Appreciate them. For presenting us today, um, Mitch Jakes with me in studio, Marshall's volleyball coach, basking in the glow of defeating Georgia Tech, just basking in his own personal glow. No, personal. it's not, not at all, man. We're we're actually excited to get get back out there and go against Bowling Green. Two good practices right afterwards. Good Monday, good Tuesday. Yeah, you know, I think everybody's feeling good about things right now, and and you just got to keep playing, get it, get back on the court, and try it again. Well, we're here at your weekly presser, and. Um, Earlier today, um, you know, you should have your presser right before Doc Holliday's presser. We're all there. We're all there waiting. So you might as well just come over and sit down for like five minutes to do your thing. Uh, You might get, uh, I mean, you would see Grant more from the Herald Dispatch. (laughs) You You would see the columnist more. You would see Keith Morehouse. Keith's great. Yeah, you would see him. You see Mark Martin. You see a few guys you probably don't see. No man, the, the come best on over part about the community, man, is the people. Yeah, best come on over. This area. I mean, they wouldn't mind. Come on. Uh, you know, work I, that I, out uh, with your boy when, Jason Corrier. Work it out with Jason Corrier. Okay, I'll, I'll have to just go watch a Doc Holiday. I do like going to the show sometimes. Sitting there, yeah, because you know, it's right the, down by your office. You can yeah. just, you can just walk out. And, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And when you it, know, when, you can go over there. Yeah, you, when I mean your office, I mean and, your booth in uh, Fat Patties, right? I, you know, I'm I have I sit at a bar. I sit at the bar. The bartender Scott. Okay. Scott's the best. I, uh, you know, it's all good. That's where I sat for uh, Mayweather uh, and McGregor. I probably sit in your spot. No, well, let's see. You got. Usually you got O'Malley, yeah. and Scott Morehouse, uh-huh. and Aaron Goble, and then my staff is there almost every day. I order in, you know, I pick up the phone. Right, it's like, hey, it's Steve, Fat Patties. What, what can I get for you? It's Mitch. Send it's, me the yep, usual. Yep, pretty much. I got two two sandwiches. He goes, which one you want? And that's it. I just take it back and uh, get back to the office and get the get the job because uh, there's there's not enough time for the amount of video, the amount of work we've got to do, the yeah. amount of breakdown. Everything we do in the gym for us, everything that we our opponents have done. Yeah, because you're getting ready for multiple opponents, not just one. Yeah, well, it's even, you know, I mean, once we get into, you know, and we're only doing about, you know, 25% to 30% of the work per these opponents as we'll do for conference opponents. Because, you know, you'll have one or two each week, and then you really have to do more. So um, you got to get, you got to delve just deeper into it, look at a little bit more stuff. So it is, uh, it is a full week's work, and then if you're... You know, when you're at the office, 
everybody's needing something. So you gotta, you know, it's you gotta get in there before people get in there. You gotta try to, you know, sometimes you stay after everybody's gone because you can get more work done from four to seven thirty in the morning than you can get done from from nine o'clock to five o'clock every day. Okay. Speaking of guys getting work done, um, Doc Holliday is trying to get some work done this week. Uh, he's got the task of getting ready for South Carolina and at the same time getting ready for a possible a hurricane. And well, the good news is he's from a place called Hurricane. Yeah. So he should be okay with that. But that's uh, Hurricane. Hurricane, Hurricane. But didn't they um, – I, I thought I heard something that they canceled the West Virginia game. They have. That's been canceled. So, okay. um, so is that where the storm really is going? Are we kind of out of the real path of it uh, there in Columbia? I would hazard to say that uh, it's definitely going not to, hazard Kentucky to say, but right? Just hazard to say, I would hazard to say that it's definitely going to affect the Carolinas. Uh, yeah. Just if Columbia might be a safer place, the travel will still have to be uh, an issue for uh, for a lot of people. Uh, and it just depends what the situation is. I'm sure they're going to make a decision sooner well, than later. Just, you know, if, when they, they go and they play, let's just wish them all the best of health, man. That's for sure. So Doc Holliday is getting ready for South Carolina this week. And um, as Doc always does during his pressers, uh, here's his opening statement, starting out with naming his captains. Our captains this week uh, offensively is Brady and Obi. It'll be a first time for Obi and uh, Malik Gant and Chase Hancock on defense. And, as you know, every time you you go on the road like that, and we've we played pretty well on the road lately, is you got to take your leadership and your toughness. And going in the environment we're going to go into, I've been in that environment a couple of times, and and uh, it's a it's a great environment, it's a fun environment, and uh, but you got to make sure you, you got great leadership and toughness when you walk into a place like that and get ready to go play. So it'll be a great challenge for us. I mean, you can anytime you get a team from the SEC that wins nine games and wins their bowl game, they got they got good players and. This team's no different. Bentley, the quarterback's a three-year starter now. He's he's tremendous. Uh, Samuel, some people think he's one of the top receivers in the league, and uh, you know they've got a good player at about every position. So uh, we're excited about it. Kids are looking forward to it, and we just got to have a great week. So he's preparing. He's getting ready for South Carolina, and the weather is the situation this week for a lot of college football programs, and. It's going to be the story. It's the story for West Virginia, North Carolina. It's going to be a story for high schools across the tri-state. There are a few programs that are moving their games to Thursday. I don't have the full list, but I know a couple of teams locally have done so. Uh, the Wayne game has been moved, I believe. The Tulsa game has been moved That's to Thursday. Yeah, so a lot of programs are moving their games to Thursday. So Doc was asked about how you go about getting ready for this week with this weather situation. No, you just can't. We just go. I mean, we're just, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're playing. And uh, we're just, today will be a normal Tuesday. And until they tell us otherwise, you know, we just go full speed ahead and, and go. So uh, right now we're just going as, as, as we're playing. So South Carolina, they last week played Georgia. Pretty. Wasn't pretty. And... One thing that South Carolina really didn't do is they didn't run much against Georgia. And that's not South Carolina football. So one of the questions that was asked of Doc was, um, did he expect South Carolina to run more on Marshall? And here's what Doc had to say. You watch that Georgia team. I mean, there's nobody who runs the ball against Georgia, I mean, whether it's South Carolina. And South Carolina was a little different in that game, as you mentioned, because I think they threw it 40-some times. They had almost uh, – they had almost 40 plays, 40 plus plays in the first half against Georgia, which is 
a little unusual, and they tried to win some empty stuff. Came out and did some things a little different, tried to throw it around a little bit. But, uh, you know, they've, uh, you know, they, they're, they're, like I say, they're, they're an excellent team, and they can, uh, they got good backs, they got good, they got a good offensive line, the quarterbacks are veterans, so they can do a lot of things. So they've got a veteran quarterback. They're definitely going to probably uh, be a little bit more productive. Georgia shuts down everybody. Well, according to Doc, they can do a lot of things. That is fair. They can do a lot of things. They should be able to do a lot of things. They're an SEC program. You've done this before, haven't you? I have. <laughs> you have. You've done this before. Now, one of the questions that Doc was asked, I mean, he's talking about how good that their, uh, their quarterback is. Um, Marshall's got a quarterback, freshman, redshirt freshman, Isaiah Green. And two games in, he's been pretty productive, right? Well, what's your take on him? Um, I think he's performed. He's only had one interception, and I don't think that was on him. And Doc had mentioned this earlier, and you're going to hear that again later, that uh, he sort of uh, had a little Cato in him. And hmm. that was a – That's a heck of a compliment That's a as good a comparison, yeah. As a player, that's a heck of a compliment. It's a real good compliment. But and, I, got, I, got, I did read one thing about from uh, – you know, I read the one thing from, uh, I think, the columnist about, yes. about how our offensive line has a few holding penalties, and then I read the thing. In two games, is that really an outrageous – is that an outrageous number of holding penalties we've had? I don't get it. I mean, I, I feel like you can call a hold almost on every play, and it's really an official who's going to call it or not. You know, they, they say that all the time, right? You could probably call a hold on almost every play, right? You, you know, I've explained that to – But, uh, I mean uh, – Like, for example, if, if, I'm, if I'm watching a football game and I'm explaining that to uh, – What was it, four maybe or five in, in two full games? First two games too, right? First two games. It's so subjective. That is the, that's the one call that officials can call every time. Yeah. Because – there's a lot of holding going on down there, right? Right, but they say like if you hold them inside, it's it's okay. If you get outside the shoulder, then you're going to get busted or however that goes. But sometimes don't you have to go, you know what? I have to grab this guy because he's about to just blindside our quarterback. Like I mean, if he, I mean, there is a couple of those too where you see a guy just just, just tackle somebody because they're like, no, this is going to be really bad. protect the quarterback at all costs. I mean, why not? Right? Pro- I mean, but protect him. You know, if we've got what well, we've had, we've had a good lead in the first game. We had this game pretty well. So, I mean, if, if one of those holding penalties comes late on something like that, I, I, to me, is just, you know, I don't know what the coaches are looking at. If You know, I don't, I don't know how they grade that out, you know. Is there a level of hold? Or do they look at it and go, that one's on, on the official? How, do, how does that, how's that work? I think it's just a subjective call. It really is. It just, it's a subjective call at times because I believe truly that there's holding Everywhere you turn, it's just how blatant is the holding? How bad is it? Gotcha. I mean, it and but to your point, I like that that you know you got to protect the quarterback. If the quarterback is your friend, because we've seen quarterbacks who have maybe not played nice with the guys up front protecting him, being a leader, you know, taking care of them as they're taking care of him, and you've got a, a redshirt freshman, Isaiah Green. His his line, they seem confident in him now. Doc Holliday was asked, "Hey, how confident are you in Isaiah now? This is uh, this is your second game with him, and here's what Doc had to say as far as him." I mentioned, you know, I mentioned early on prior to the uh, Miami game, I said he got a little Cato in him. You know, he's he's overcome a lot of adversity in his life, and you know, walking into arenas like that doesn't really bother him a whole lot. So that's that's a good thing, and uh, and he doesn't seem like he gets rattled a lot, and uh, it, which is good. You know, he's. He just had the one turnover in the last two games, and that wasn't really on him. But that's for the most part, he's taking care of the ball, and 
and it'll be exciting to watch him walk in there, and uh, he'll, I guarantee he'll have a smile on his face, and uh, hopefully he has one after the game. Hopefully he has one on his face after the game. There'll be a lot of people. If, if Isaiah yeah. Green smiling after the yeah. game, there's going to be a lot of people smiling after the game in, in Huntington. I think he's got enough swagger to, to be confident to go down there. I mean, this will be his third game. He's got his pick of wide receivers, get that running game going. Yeah, he's going to be all right. I you think gotta, back you got to be the guy. It's probably not the last, you know, it's, it's probably not the first time he's been the guy, right? I mean, you, you don't become a college quarterback without being the guy in high school at some point. I think everybody who's recruited is the guy at some point. Oh, yeah. Every, close, yeah. Every, everybody. I mean, you, you might have the guys that just come in and they just they want to play, they know the role, uh, walk-ons maybe, or even just you know guys who are good enough to play but maybe didn't get the, um, the attention, the accolades, but right. you want those guys on your team because you know every time they're on the field or on the court, they're going to play, they're going to work hard, and you, you want that. As a coach, right? You want, oh, yeah, 100%. You, yeah, 100%. You, are, are you looking for superstars actually, or hard workers? Uh, a little or both. Little both? There's, there's uh, definitely something special about the under-recruited kid who works you know, harder than the, the higher-recruited kids every day and shows them that talent you know, can get outworked when, you know, any day. And that's, that's a big deal for, I think, as any coach. You want those guys you know, showing how good they can become. Now, one thing if you're Marshall – you got to be pretty happy about right now is the fact that run defense has been pretty solid. Not too many uh, big. I think that's fair. Miami really couldn't run on Marshall. EKU came in after uh, beating Moorhead. They had over 404 rushing yards. So it doesn't matter. It's Moorhead. They still had a, a tendency, at least they showed in that game, if they wanted to run it. They couldn't really run. Sorry, our defense is tight. Defense is uh, keeping teams about three and under. That's pretty That's good. Pretty tough. That's per- really tough. And so it was asked of Doc about his run defense, and you know, is that a goal? You know, just keeping teams the three and under. And here's what Doc had to say: You're three or under. You're you're, doing, you're playing pretty good defense, run defense. And the Eastern thing was a little bit. You know, uh, you know, we had of course we've practiced against. Uh, you know what they did that second half prior to them, but they they hadn't shown that prior to our game. You know that, uh, and so a lot of option stuff with that quarterback, and I just felt like they probably felt that was the only way they could try to get the, you know move the ball. And thought our defense lined up and responded pretty well to it with the tough situations that we put them in. So um, that Mickey Bash stuff and all that stuff with that quarterback was something that we do have practiced in the past, but not something that they showed prior to that game. So I thought our defense did a good job adjusting to it in the second half. So three and under. That's. That's a pretty good stat there. And the follow-up question was asked of Doc, well, what makes this run defense so solid? And here's what Doc had to say. Well, I think it's coming. Mean, Malik Thompson's playing pretty well in there. You know, Malik Thompson's a guy that, you know, I talk all the time about seniors playing their best football, and there's a senior who hadn't played a whole lot of football, and, you know, now he's been our champion two weeks in a row, you know, which is just a great tribute to him, you know, about him going to work every day and not – and uh, he's become a really good player in there. And, of course, you know, Hames is – Growing up some, and you know, you line Juwan up, and those linebackers are all veteran guys. So, you know, I think we got starts with players, and uh, you know, they've done a pretty good job of, of of stopping the run, and that'll be a that'll be a big thing on Saturday as well. Now, the weather is the issue. We have talked about that, uh, and we're going to continue to talk about that until there's a definitive yes, they're going to play. No, they're not. You get ready for the game as if you're going to go play in some wet conditions, oh, and it's going to be wet. You don't have this problem in volleyball, do you? Where uh, you've got the condensation, you got to play with wet footballs. 
Uh, no, the biggest problem is, you know, obviously we're diving on the floor a lot. So right. it's got to be, the floor's got to be dry. The okay. floor's got to be dry a lot. But, you, but we don't have to worry about, you know, the downpour. No. Or whether or not it's 40, 50 mile an hour winds. Or, you know, obviously if the, the conditions that they're going to be playing in, if they're playing, is going to be a conditions where, you know, throwing, you know, throwing the football is probably going to be a little difficult. Doc's got to worry about those conditions, and he was asked about, hey, preparations for wet weather, and here's what Doc said that they do every week. We, um, we have wet ball drills regardless, and uh, so you know, we've, you know, we did that last Wednesday. Had, had somewhat wet balls Saturday night there, so that may help a little bit, but uh, we will do that again on Wednesday, and, uh, and uh, we all, I guess we always do. So do you do that? Do you throw the the, the balls out there and just uh, hose them down? And no, get... <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> you, you don't do that. But you know, it, it is one of one of the things you do try to do is not get a dry ball sometimes when you're the serving team because you're supposed to have a three ball rotation, so you're always putting a dry ball into play. But if you're serving a wet ball, it does make it harder to pass the other side of the net. So if you get caught like rubbing the ball on your shirt, making it wet, you could get a card. So. But that's that's been a tactic for years. But no, we we also never play where the rain might be coming down sideways in forty mile an hour to sixty mile an hour gusts. Okay, so that's I fair. think Doc's job's a little harder than what we'll ever have to deal with. That is fair. Now, this is a big game for Marshall going into SEC country. You're playing South Carolina. Uh, it's a big venue. I don't know how the crowd's going to look because of the weather, but it's a big venue. And Doc was asked about his team's excitement of playing in such a big venue. Yeah, that South Carolina venue. I remember when they, they weren't winning a whole lot of games down there for, over, for a period of time, and they were still sold out every game. And you'd go in there, and you know it's been a long time since I've been in there. I was there once with Florida, and once prior to that, or a couple times prior to that. And it didn't matter if they were zero and eight or, or, or nine and five. I mean, they showed up, and it's a loud venue, and uh, it's a fun venue, you know. And our kids enjoy enjoy those venues, and you should. And you know, I tell them from the time they're just little kids, they dream about playing in venues like that on national stage, on national TV and whatever, and that's just an opportunity that uh, that they're going to have, and, uh, and uh, they're excited about it. So exciting time for the Thundering Herd going down to SEC country to take on South Carolina, weather permitting. We'll see what happens, and that's coming up this week. We're going to be live at Roosters 430 on Saturday if the game is played at 7.30. And you can't be there with me at Roosters but because um, you're going to be busy. But and next time you next time there's a road game and you're not actually coaching, okay, you can come down. I don't know when that's going to be. That's Thursdays. No, this is um, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, you can't come. Oh, you're yeah, busy. We got, Friday, we got Fridays and Sunday games. Yeah, usually. you're busy. But uh, yeah, Saturdays. You know, that's the split day for us. So. Yeah, you're busy unless you're home. Well, we like to use that Saturday for preparation and uh, maybe watch a little of our own college football team play. There you go. Ms. Jacobs in the studio with me. Uh, when we come back from break, I've got an interview with Chase Hancock earlier this afternoon. I had a chance to catch up with him. Uh, he was pretty busy on Saturday on defense, and we'll talk to him about getting ready for South Carolina and get his thoughts on Eastern Kentucky when we continue with this edition of The Drive, brought to you by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Welcome back to the September 11th edition. Paul Swan, I've been enjoying a conversation with Mitch Jacobs, who 
Uh, probably going to drop in at least once a week. We, we're going to determine what that day is, what, weekly, just to figure it out. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. We'll figure it out because um, some weeks I'm going to have a multitude of things, and other weeks it's just going to be all Mitch. Uh, to- ah. Today is not that day where it's all Mitch. Instead, I've got uh, Chase Hancock. And let me set this up. Um, get to talk to Chase uh, on Tuesdays because of classes. He can't come to uh, player day on Monday. So uh, they set up a time for us to go talk to him on Tuesday. And so uh, it was just me and uh, Grant Trailer was there as well. So oh, Chase had to feel double special. Well, he got the two that mattered, right? Well, a lot, and, of, people, and, a lot of people matter. Let's not misquote. A lot of people okay, matter. okay. But yeah, you two are definitely you know close friends. Uh, on the uh, on the Mitch Jacobs makes me feel special uh, you know, list. If what one and two? Oh man, one I mean, and one a, a? That's a one a slash b. The you know depending on who wrote something or said something bad that week. Okay, fair me, enough. So. It, it's it's fluid, <laughs> but it's always a high echelon. Oh, I just got knocked off of every other list on, on the, in the city. Grant better write something, man, because otherwise we're going to get nothing. Look, okay. <laughs> Look, if you want to be on Mitch's – I don't think it's you getting knocked off their list. It's them wanting to be on your list. Yeah, I think that's a very short list. Yeah, we'll work on that. It's okay, though. It's okay. Yeah. You already you got get, a lot of work to do. Well, you, okay. you got this know, show. I, I said it many times. I don't know how Doc does it. I don't know how Danny do it. I don't know how they have so many outside responsibilities they've got to do every week and still get their jobs done the way they need to get them done. So, special. All right. Let's, um, we've got Chase Hancock. Uh, caught up with him earlier, and he, uh, he basically um, talked a little bit about Eastern Kentucky. I asked him about that, what kind of team they were before we really got into South Carolina. So, uh, that's how we started with me talking to him about how tough uh, Eastern Kentucky was. Oh, absolutely. I think they're, they're a really good team. And um, as far as our, our playing, I think we made a lot of mistakes. And uh, we were fortunate enough that that didn't cost us the game. Um, there may be game there there may be games in the future where if we play like that, you know, we're going to we're going to get beat. So um, fortunately enough, we were able to, to tough that one out and uh, win it. And uh, at the end of the day, that's all that matters is that we won. But, um, you know, there were a lot of mistakes being made. And so we're going to focus on correcting those during this week as we get ready to play South Carolina. Was it really just maybe more of a just a mental breakdown or excitement of the game? What what was it that – because you have mistakes in football games, mm-hmm. but it felt like it just compounded itself uh, on special teams especially. I mean, that's the thing – that you look at if those mistakes don't happen, this game probably is a higher score. Defense is definitely not put out there in uh, tough situations. Um, I think it might have been a just a – I don't want to say a lack of focus. I feel like we were very focused going into the game, just uh, mental lapses. And I've, they just can continue to build up, and it kind of – I think it shot us in the foot. And uh, like you said, the defense had to go out there and – the you know, offense had to, we had to rally around the offense and rally around the, the special teams and um, we just really had to come together as a team and make sure that we we got the W. Pretty pleased with that. The fact that the, I know Dolph talks about adversity all the time and I mean there was some adversity out there. It was, it was self-made adversity, but still, mm-hmm. um, I think Doc has to be happy with the way you guys responded to it, even though. He wasn't happy with the fact that you guys put yourself in those situations. That's right. That's right. Um, he told us that we handle adversity really well, 
and um, he's excited to see what the future holds for holds for for us as a team. Um, but like you said, it's, we can't keep uh, inflicting that adversity upon our uh, upon ourselves. So um, we just have to do better. Yeah, be happy though. Uh, from just from a defensive standpoint, that all right. I got to go out there a little bit more, and that had to be fun. From you know, once you get past the fact that okay, we got to go out there, we had a short field maybe. That you know, that was a great opportunity for the defense to really step up and shine. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's the adversity that Coach Doc talks about, and you know, you have to be ready at all times. Um, you know, maybe a pick, maybe a fumble, there may be. Something happened on special teams, and, and that was the case on, on Saturday. So, um, you know, we just – all you can do is keep playing and keep going. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you can do to, to change the last play. It's, it's set in stone. It's already happened. There's nothing you can do about it. So um, just just go to the next play and just keep playing. Looking at the uh, tape now, get a chance to grade yourself. How would you feel? Uh, well, I'm a little bit harder on myself than – than other people are because I hold myself to a high standard. Um, I think I played all right. Uh, there were some, there was a missed tackle. Uh, things I could have done a little bit better as far as uh, my fits. Um, but and that's what that's what practice is for. And um, you know, we got the W. So I'm going to continue to work and continue to to just get better and and try not to let the mistakes I made in Saturday's game happen in the future. Now, you're getting ready for South Carolina this week. Um, you've had a couple of days now to, to start working on that. Uh, what have you seen about South Carolina? Uh, they run the ball really hard, really well, too. Um, so we're going to have to really rally and, and gang tackle those guys. Um, the quarterback does a good job. Um, I think he's he's on his way to breaking a school record or something. I mean, And, and that, that goes for some of the wide receivers as well. Um, some one of them hasn't dropped a pass, and another one has had a catch every game. So I think they're really good across the board, and um, you know we're just gonna have to go in here and play our best football. What'd you see in the uh, the game when they played Georgia? I mean, Georgia's a really good team, and you know you might not have seen South Carolina at their best. So what'd you take away from that game? Just watching the way Georgia took care of them. Um, again, I, I, I just noticed the effort effort of, of everybody. I mean, I don't think they gave up at any point in time. Um, they run, like I said, they run really, really hard, and, and that, that kind of stood out to me, like, okay, we're really going to have to tackle these guys. And then the quarterback, he just he gets the ball to his playmakers, and then he had to make some plays himself. So um, we got a lot of respect for these guys, and we're just going to have to come ready to play. SEC atmosphere, uh, big game. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun challenge for you. Oh, absolutely. Um no, we. I think we're up to it. Um, we're really excited. You know, this is a stage, as as is every game. But um, you know, this is a grand stage, and we're just ready to get out there. Rain, sunshine, doesn't matter. Yeah, talk about that. the weather's uh, part of the story this week in college football. Um, some games are probably going to be canceled. Uh, hopefully, your games would be okay. You can play. Uh, but what is that? You know, what does that do for you? Knowing that okay, we're preparing. We might not even get this game in, and people are are talking about you know a hurricane that's coming through. So you know you got to keep that in the back of your mind, or just try to tune that out. Just okay, we're going to go play or not. Yeah, just tune that out. Um, you know, we can't control the weather, um, so we've got to come ready to play. 
whether it rains or or it doesn't or hurricanes or um you know so our main focus this week is just fixing the mistakes from last week and um you know just just trying to get better i mean um there's nothing that we, we can do about the weather so just gotta go to work and, and just be ready when our number is called i think coach doc says uh Competitive excellence is doing your job when your number's called. So when, when they're calling you, when it's when it's your time to step up, you know, be ready to go play. So that's all you can do. Now, uh, going back to when you're on the sideline, the Eastern Kentucky game, looking out there just watching Isaiah. Um, for a redshirt freshman to take over as quarterback, this is week two. Um, what do you see out there from, from your point of view as far as how he's improved, how he's grown from week one and week two? I think he's come a long way, and I think he will only continue to get better. And I'm really excited for his future here at Marshall. Um, I think the offense is in great hands, or whoever is at quarterback. I think we've got a uh, a great list of quarterbacks. Um, but you know, I'm really proud of him because um, when he first got here, he he wasn't really playing as much, and but he's shown um, sparks of greatness in practice. And then so for him to actually get to to showcase that, I think that's big, and um, I, t- I just think he's going to continue to get better. Really, going to be exciting because uh, you know, he has uh, the weapons and the potential to, to put you guys up real quick, which makes your job easier, obviously. But uh, still, it's got to be fun just to know that uh, the other side of the ball, their defense is going to have such a, a tough time trying to stop him and what he's got as far as options. Yeah, I mean, we've got some really good guys: running back, wide receiver. Um, tight end. I mean, we've got some tricks up our sleeves, and um, I'm just glad that you know we've heard some in practice and stuff. But to have to 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 face them, I mean, it's got to be exhausting. You know, focusing in on 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 so many so many different options that our offense um, provides. But um, I'm, I'm just excited. I, I know that the offense is well taken care of. When you look at South Carolina's run game what what is it that makes them uh successful they did they only ran 20 times last week which sort of surprised me i figured they'd try and establish it against georgia but uh but they only ran 20 times but it seemed like they can see success at times it's just not shown statistically yet i i think it's from how hard they they run i mean there was times where multiple guys were trying to bring down one one guy and it took all of them to bring him down so um I think that's that's the key to their success is how, how well they run and, and then you know with the O line blocking and those are some big boys up there in in front of them blocking so um, I don't know I just I think it is all it all goes to how how hard they run and how well they scheme. On the, on uh, the flip side for you all, run defense has been a strength already this year. Uh, you know, you look in Eastern Kentucky ran for some yards, but that was also with the attempts. You, you all are staying right at that three-yard uh, per run average. Is, is that a goal that you all set coming into the year, and what's made you all successful in that realm? Uh, I don't know what the what the the goal is as far as you know keeping the offense to a certain amount of yards. I just know that our job is to shut offenses down, and um, so I mean we we work hard in practice on, on making sure that that the scouts don't run on us. And I think that carries over into the game. Um, you know, you're going to have to beat us a- another way. 
Um, and, I, and I mean, I've got a lot of um, a lot of pride in our in our secondary as well. I mean, they're doing a great job right now. I mean, we had like two or three picks last game. Um, so that again, that shows how far we've come as a defense and how much we've really grown. And um, so, yeah. Given the conditions that are expected this weekend, you expect South Carolina to come in and try and establish the run and uh, you know set the tone with the run here. I think so, um, but you know it, we'll see. It's not. It doesn't always happen like that. I mean, we thought that EKU was going to um, do some things, and they they didn't. So we had to adjust to that. Um, but either way, I think we're, we're going to be ready. That's the game plan. Be ready for South Carolina. That's Chase Hancock. We're going to take a very quick timeout, come back, and wrap this one up. It's The Drive. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Quickly, we've got Class AAA, AA, and Single A ratings in the state of West Virginia. Um... Spring Valley is tied with Huntington for fifth. Cabell Midland is uh, tied for eighth. That's your team, right? That was your team, Mitch. Well, I'm always going to be a Coach Sammons fan, man. Right, okay. I mean, that's where my boy went. That's yeah. where my boy played. My, my daughter, of course. Uh, Polka is eighth in AA. Uh, let's see. Uh, where else? Bluefield's number one in AA. Um, and... Um, the ratings are out now. Go to WVSSAC.org. But the Huntington Spring Valley and Cabell Midland all doing well. Those are the uh, West Virginia that, high school football getting better every year, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. A lot of D1 kids coming out of here now. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. I think there was always a talent. It's just now we actually realize it. That's great. That's great for the kids. For Mitch Jacobs, uh, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, uh, hopping in, stopping in, and chatting. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington. W227BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.